Hey, 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 everybody. How are you? This is Sunny Morrison, and welcome back to another episode of Talk About It with Sunny Morrison here on Spotify for Podcasters. It's been a minute uh, since I did my last um, podcast. As you remember, I was giving you guys um, a story time on what was going on, you know, with my nephew. He is, <clears throat> excuse me, he is doing uh, better. We're still in that recovery uh, process right now. But, you know, we're going to allow God to do what he's been doing. You know, this whole recovery journey. He's been now, I think it's been about maybe going on two months since he's been in the hospital. So, but, um, so yeah, that's what I've been doing. Just keeping the family balanced and aligned so we can get through this journey, you know, with him. So today I am coming on to do like a rundown of everything that's going on in our beautiful world, because it is a beautiful world. We just got ugly people in it. So, but I wanted to do a quick rundown um, on everything that's going on. And I have a special guest today in my studio. He is such a wonderful guy. He's like my Superman. So let's hear it for my hubby, Danny Morrison. Yo! <laughs> hey, honey, thank you for joining me. I know, you know, your schedule is super busy and we always kind of cross, you know, our wires with uh, timing. So I do appreciate you being available today to join me. So there's no specific topic. I'm just doing a rundown. It's just like letting everybody know what's going on in the news and you know, we can just talk about it. What you say? Yeah, we'll give you that. All right. So just throw something at me. Well, I'm just going to I have a a list of things and I'm going to try to make this show less than 30 minutes, but I know how it gets. Um, once I start getting into it, it can, it can go a little longer, but so first thing I want to say, uh, talk about, which I'm pretty sure, you know, is that Alabama brawl, I know everyone has heard about it, has seen all the videos online. It's just been like the talk of media, social media, the news, everything. It's just all over the place. So right now they're saying three men charged with assault in Montgomery uh, Riverfront brawl. Uh, Three Alabama men are facing misdemeanor assault charges after a group of white men attacked a black dock worker on Saturday during a brawl involving multiple people along the Montgomery Riverfront. Police Chief Darrell J. Abbott announced assault charges for Richard Roberts who is 48, Alan Todd, who is 23, and Zachary Shipman, 25, at a Tuesday news conference. He said one of the men is in custody and the two others are expected to turn themselves over to police Tuesday afternoon. There was no need for this event to take the path it did. 
this is what the chief said. He said that investigators do not believe the incident was racially motivated. The people of Montgomery were better than that. He's, of course, trying to say they don't have those issues there. They're better than that. We're a fun city, and we don't want this type of activity to shed a dark eye on what this city's all about. The chief police said police are also looking to speak with Reggie Gray, 42, a black man shown in social media videos welding or wielding a folding chair in the brawl. Uh, Yeah, I think they did arrest him. Um, But it says they're looking to speak with him. And Albert confirmed witness accounts of the incident that a group of white private boaters attacked a black dot worker, Damian Pickett, as he attempted to move their poon, what is it, pontoon? Pontoon. Pontoon to make way for the Harriet 2. I want a pontoon boat. Uh, Harriet 2 riverboat. The more than 200 passengers on the riverboat waited for at least 30 minutes as its captain and Pickett tried to get the group of rowdy boaters to move their watercraft. They just didn't think the rules applied to them, apparently. What you think? No, they, they knew they come park. They knew they come park there. Yeah. They knew that. It's dock rules. You just can't pull up to a dock and just dock your boat. There's dock rules. And the type of vessel that they had, they had to know the dock rules. That's not their first time. Yeah. So that's... They, they knew better than that. Yeah, because it, it said it could have been avoided. Yeah, it could have been avoided by just moving their boat. Yeah. That's it. And the captain of that vessel knew better. And yeah. the captain of that ship, whoever owns that boat, that's, that's who I blame. Because yeah. if he would have got in that boat, moved it back, and let that... Let the Harriet get in there. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't have been no problem. It wouldn't have been any problem. So, yeah. So it says it never had to. This, this, any of this, never had to have happened. A witness, Leslie Maholder, fifty-two, who was aboard the Harriet too, previously told NBC News, "I knew something was going to go down because their attitude was just, you can't tell us what to do." They were going to be confrontational regardless of who you were. The riverboat captain called police around 7 p.m. local time and officers arrived at the scene at 7.18. So it took them 18 minutes to get there. 13 people were detained, questioned, then released. The police chief mentioned adding that the local FBI and district attorney's offices are involved in the ongoing investigation. The family of a 16-year-old white dock worker is also calling for charges after he was attacked. That was the little boy yep, who I was, yeah, who was he trying tried to, to pull the guy off, and, they, out just, and, they, and just, they beat him up. They didn't really beat him up. They just pushed him out the way, and he knew he couldn't do. It. He was 16 years old. Yeah, he, he knew he couldn't do nothing, so he backed out the way. Yeah, they, they unless there's other video showing, showing that they jumped on him, but. Yeah. You know, I I knew he wasn't going to be able to do, do much. That was out of his league. Yeah. He never saw nothing like that happen. He never saw hands being thrown like that. So. Yeah. And I blame the son 
the, whoever the it was one of the 23 year old or 25 yeah. year old one of those two ran ran down the ramp or ran down the dock and attacked this is the first guy yeah he, he attacked the worker the, he attacked the, the, the worker, worker the security guard or whatever he his position I is I think he was a dock worker yeah. because he knew where the Harriet's supposed to park yeah. or dock so anyway, the the sixteen year old of uh, of the, the family of that sixteen year old uh, dot worker is also calling for charges after he was attacked by the white boaters while operating a nearby vessel. Several videos of the fight began circulating the internet in the wake of the incident. Social media users shared memes and pointed out that the com the combatants were split along racial lines. Many praised the group of black men. For coming to pick his defense against the white voters. Yeah, that was only natural. That was only natural. That was only a natural reaction to people seeing a man. Yeah, or a, a older a, man. Older man, man getting being, jumped. Being jumped by some people. Yeah, including the women was jumping him too, because there were two women that were well, three that was actually hitting him when he was on the ground. Well, that's what, yeah. you know, that's what they get. I don't think you can judge any community by any one incident. I think it is important for us to address this as an isolated incident. One that was avoidable. One that was brought on by individuals who chose the wrong path of action. Well, let me not say that's what they get. Mm-hmm. Let me say, I hope they've learned What is lessons. That's what they... That's, that's what you get if you're coming in uh, um, into a game to play stupid. You're going to win stupid prizes. It's as simple as that because it could have been avoided. They kept being confrontational with the man because the man kept telling them, even the captain of the Harriet boat was telling them to move the boat. They got off the boat and left and walked off. That's why they came back down because... The crew worker Pickett ended up tr- moving it a little way. I think he what he did pushed it. Yeah, that's that's yeah. the only thing. That's the only thing I can say that he <clears throat> he was wrong. That's the only thing. You mm-hmm. don't you don't touch another man's vessel. That's like somebody jumping in your car trying to move your car. You know that's mm-hmm. so so a boat is is your. But I don't think he got in the boat and turned no, it no, on. No, 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 no. He just pushed the boat. No, you can still damage a vessel like that. Well, obviously still... they didn't care about the boat. The boat getting damaged. I'm, I'm on your side. No, no, you. It's not. I'm, it's not I'm about. Just, no, it's not about size. You making your point, and I'm just giving my point of view based on what you're saying, because he touched the vessel. If they had moved the vessel when the people told him and told them in the beginning. Nobody would have had to push it. Right. Now, what it if... Been, it could have been avoided. Mm-hmm. Right. If, if the captain would have got in the boat and moved his his boat. Right. Mm-hmm. But the dock workers should have just called the police and the police would have had him to move it. The police didn't get there to 18 minutes later. I... I, I so, the me, best... The let best... Me, let me finish. Oh, sorry. Let me finish. Go ahead. That's the only thing that I could see that would have bothered or triggered me. And that's if someone, if I was 
in somebody's way or I was blocking them and not knowing that I wasn't at my car and somebody, a group of guys pushing my car to the side. Okay, I get your point if someone is moving your car, but they're moving your car after they kept telling you numerous of times to move your boat move your boat right move your boat and they walked off right so okay here comes harriet tubman trying to dock right but this little doom buggy boat is still sitting there because they don't want to move the boat pontoon 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 they did not want to move the boat so this I mean, man was, uh, this man like, listen, since y'all want to be rude and y'all want to be disrespectful, I'm going to push this boat down a little bit so that this boat can come and dock because they are on a schedule. They was getting ready to dock the boat so the people that was waiting in line so that they can get on the boat. It's a dinner boat. I know. I, I get it. I get it. So, I, I, I just felt like that's the only thing. I'd have been like, I was like, oh, no, don't, you know, because number one, he could have damaged the boat. Number two, he could have lost the boat. The boat, the current could have could have pulled the boat from him, and 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 it just would have pulled from then, him because they had no business parking that boat no, there. No, I, I get it. Mm-hmm. I get it. Mm-hmm. I got it. So, um, wait, hold on. I'm not. I mean, that's your that's your um, you know, your your. I said that's. I mean, that's just the only. That's the thing only thing I that saw. you feel yeah. like, yeah. Like I mean, yeah. like I, I don't want anybody touching my car. Okay, move, move, move. Okay, let me move it. But if I decide not to move it, then I can understand a tow truck coming, get picking up my my car and and taking it away. I get that part. You had an incident like that, remember? When you was doing an event and this man came and pulled his car up and you was like, no, you can't park here. And then he tried to jump out the car. Didn't he jump out the car? He jumped out the car and then you was like, all right, you got on the phone. He's like, okay, somebody parked their car oh, and, yeah. and um, come get the tow truck. And he ran and jumped his butt back in the car and moved it. But he moved it. These so people- let, me, let, me, let me explain that situation. With that situation, it was down in Coconut Grove at Monty's restaurant. Mm -hmm. We rented out the whole entire place, Mm -hmm. the parking lot and all, Mm -hmm. for an event. And he thought Monty's was still open, so he tried to park in the parking lot. We mentioned to him he can't park there. So he decided to, you know, you know how people in Miami are. They feel like they're entitled. Yep. So he parked his parked his Range Rover, got out, locked the car, and started walking. I got on the radio and said, yeah, someone parked. Go ahead and bring the tow truck. And he stopped, turned around, and moved his car. So, okay. So he was wrong, and he realized that he was wrong, so... Let me move my car. Let me move my car. Which the captain of that boat should have moved his boat immediately. Yep. Especially seeing that big that big boat coming. I yeah. Mean, that, that's... That's common sense, but... Well, they were... I, and, and this is no excuse to them because they all were drunk. They were all under the influence. Allegedly. Allegedly, and from what you see, with them stumbling and dumbling all over the place, and I don't even know how they was driving. But, um... So, yeah, a spokesperson of the city parks and recreation with overseas the riverboat attraction 
declined to comment on the matter. The Montgomery Riverboat is a popular summertime destination with a riverboat, a park, an amphitheater, and a stadium and more. It sounds like a really nice spot, too. Yeah, I could, I yeah. could, I could, I could, um, I could uh, see that it's, it's a popular spot. Mm-hmm. Let me see if I can play the um, sound bite really quick. jumping on the man and the people on the boat screaming telling them to get off of him they pushed the little boy and he left that was out of his his lead he didn't have time to be trying to trying to fight and not one time did anybody in that group stop them from doing that that man that was in the gray shirt he was just standing there guy came down in the white shirt uh shorts he was getting them off of him and the whole time the guy in the gray shirt he's just standing there watching that guy in the white shorts that ran down mm-hmm. there he should have been throwing haymakers yep i don't promote violence no we don't promote violence it's just that people need to understand their actions okay what you put out you will get i do believe in in karma and i do believe in what you put out in the universe it's like a boomerang it is going to come back so be careful what you do so let's keep it moving so i don't know if you know about this story tory lanes you know about tory lanes and megan the stallion no so tory lanes is a singer artist um, R&B rapper, whatever. I think he's. I think he's more a singer. Tory's so, a guy. Tory, yeah, he's a guy. Um, back in, I think, a couple years ago, he ended up getting into an altercation with Megan The Stallion, which is the rapper, the female rapper. I don't know if they were actually dating or if they was trying to get things going and something happened. They were out, got into an altercation, and he ended up shooting her. But it was said that he didn't shoot her. It was someone that was with her, a female that was with her that shot her. But long story, they went to court, found him guilty because of the evidence that they had. It wasn't someone else that shot him, her, it was him. I think he shot her in the leg or somewhere like that. Um, so anyway, found him guilty and they just gave him his sentence. Tory Lanez gets 10 years in prison for shooting Megan the Stallion. In the leg? Let's see. A judge sentenced rapper Tory Lanez to 10 years in prison Tuesday for shooting and wounding hip-hop superstar Meg, Megan Thee Stallion. A Superior Court Judge David Hereford handed down the sentence to the 31-year-old Lanes, who was convicted in December of three felonies. 
assault with a semi-automatic firearm, having a loaded unregistered firearm in a vehicle, and discharging a firearm with gross negligence. The sentence brings an end to a dramatic trial that created a cultural firestorm in the hip-hop community, churning up issues including the the reluctance of black victims to speak to police, gender politics in hip-hop, online toxicity, protecting black women, and the ramification of misogynoir, a particular brand of misogyny, black women experience. Karen Ford said it was difficult to reconcile the kind, charitable person and good father many people describe Lanes as being during the sentencing hearing with the person who fired the gun at Megan. Sometimes good people do bad things, Hereford said. Actions have consequences and there are no winners in this case. Megan testified that Lanes fired the gun at the back of her feet and shouted for her to dance as she walked away from an SUV in which they had been riding in July 2020. After leaving a pool party at Callie Jenner's Hollywood Hills home, she had to have surgery to remove bullet fragments. Since I was visually shot by the defendant, I have not experienced a single day of peace. Megan said in a statement read by a prosecutor on Monday, slowly but surely I am healing and coming back, but I will never be the same. Before the sentencing, Lane's father, Sun Star Peterson, choked back tears as he talked about how the rapper's mother died when he was 11, just days after she first showed symptoms of the rare blood dis- disorder that would lead to her death, that would lead to her death. I don't think anybody ever gets over that, he said of their youngest child, whose legal name is Daystar Peterson. But his music became his outlet. Lance Lanes began releasing mixtapes in 2009 and saw a steady rise in popularity, moving on to major label albums. His last two reached the top 10 on Billboard's charts. Megan Thee Stallion, now 28, was already a major rising star at the time of the shooting, and her prominence has surged since. Born Megan Pete, she won a Grammy for Best New Artist in 2021, and she had number one singles with Savage featuring Beyonce and as a guest on Cardi B's WAP. The elder Peterson, who is a Christian minister, was one of several people who gave statements on Lanes' character and charitable giving, as did the mother of Lanes' young son, who spoke in court about his qualities as a father. Dozens more wrote letters to Hereford, including rapper Iggy, um, Iggy Azalea, who asked the judge to hand down a sentence that was transformative, not life-destroying. Hereford said Lane's son, who is about six years old, also sent in a handwritten letter, but the judge did not describe it further. Lane's family and supporters have packed the courtroom. During the trial, they contended his prosecution was unjustly brought on by Megan and powerful figures in music. After the verdict was read in December, Lane's father denounced the wicked system that led to his son's conviction. On Monday, Sunstar Peterson apologized to Hereford for the outburst. Lance Lance has been jailed since his conviction. A chaplain from Los Angeles County Jail said Monday in court that Lance has led daily prayer groups that have eased tensions in in the protective custody unit where he has been held. 
Carrefour denied a motion from Lynn's defense attorneys for a new trial on May 9th. Such motions immediately following a conviction are common and rarely succeed. Attorneys for Lance had argued that there was insufficient evidence to convict him and some of the evidence presented to jurors should not have been allowed. The lawyers argued Megan's testimony that Lance um, urged her not to go to police because he was on parole and would be in serious trouble was both untrue and an improper allowance of proper bad acts and they said DNA evidence that prosecutors used to argue Lance was the likely shooter fell well short of the of industry standards. Lawyers for Lance had said in a sentencing memo that he should get only probation and be released from jail to enter residential substance abuse program. They plan to appeal the conviction. Hereford found earlier Monday that Megan was an especially vulnerable victim when she was shot but that Lance was not especially cruel or callous in firing at her. She has permanently scarring. Physically, Deputy District Attorney um, Alexander Bott said in court, and she certainly will have emotional scarring for the rest of her life. What you think about that? Um, I know that was a lot, but I was, just, a lot. I was just trying to get you caught up because you didn't know anything about it. So that's why I read it all. I don't have to read everything. Oh, the thing that stood out to me is 10 years for shooting somebody like... He I was know- on probation. Well, oh, he was on parole. Well, yeah, there you go. Because I was getting ready to say, like, was this his first offense? Or, you know, does he have a record? But when yeah, reading it, it said, because I didn't know he was on parole. So you're out. Yeah. He was out of jail mm-hmm. on parole. He's on parole because 10 years a lot. He violated a bunch of offenses. He Mm -hmm. had an unregistered gun in the car. He had a gun. Mm -hmm. Right. You're a felon. You're not supposed to have a gun. Right. Um, And And it was unregistered and it was loaded. Yeah, he had a bunch of offenses. Yeah. So I know the probation officer or the parole officer, he's going to count each one, each, each offense. This really is a sad situation because the fact that these are two young individuals, very talented. His music, I, 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 you know, I know his music. He's very talented. She's talented. And it's unfortunate, again, two black young individuals being scarred by this music industry. And I'm just going to put it out there. That's basically what it all boils down to. So... Yeah, it's a little, um, it's a a cutthroat industry and, Mm -hmm. you know, you gotta, you gotta tread water to stay on top and it's just like, you know, just like a lifeguard trying to go rescue someone Mm -hmm. in the water, they end up drowning the lifeguard, you know, trying to save themselves. Right, right. The industry is the same way. Like you, you you try to get a, a hand from somebody else and you end up. You know, drowning them because you're you're worried about yourself, your career, your your top ten, or your number one hit, or your number one single. You know, so the industry makes you do that because the labels. Yeah, I was gonna say it's really the the labels. It's the labels. You, the labels preach to you in your ear twenty four seven, even when you sleep. You gotta be on top. You gotta be on top. You gotta bring something new out. You gotta put on something 
you gotta put something out there. Yeah. What, what, what's next? You know, so they keep you, you know, paranoid about your career, your music career. Yeah, it's it's really a sad situation, and but I do hope they're able to appeal it and then maybe just get him on, you know, uh, house arrest or maybe um, do some community service, but still give him some time, but not. I mean, I know he had to. I know he broke his his uh, parole and and probation, and I'm not taking away what happened. And if he did pull a gun and shoot at her, I don't care if he did shoot at the ground and or at her foot and the fragments from the gun. It's just not something you do because that bullet could have hit somebody else. Yeah, the fact. I mean, yeah. they're not looking at. They're not looking at it hit her in her foot. They're looking at he pulled the trigger. Yeah. That's yeah. all they're looking at. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, being on parole, he has, mm-hmm. he has so many counts against him. So, yeah. you know, you just don't, just don't put yourself in that situation. Coming up next, I'm going to talk about the judge in Trump election case sets hearing for arguments on what evidence can be pub- um, publicly disclosed. So I'm not going to read all of this. It's really not that much, but I'm not. I'm just going to go through maybe the first couple paragraphs. The judge presiding over Donald Trump's election case has ordered attorneys from both sides to meet in court on Friday to discuss proposed restrictions on what the former president can publicly disclose about evidence gathered in the investigation against him. U.S. District Judge Tanya Chuckin. Chuckin had ordered special counsel Jack Smith's office and Trump's lawyers to pick a date on or before Friday for a hearing on a dispute on a dispute over competing protective orders. Now, we already know what the whole, you know, um, court thing is about. Let me say this. Mm -hmm. Let me say this. And I'm just putting it out there and I'm being straight up. If that was Danny, the delivery driver, I'll be in jail already. Already. And I'll be there trying to get you out. You trying? Yeah, I have, to, I have to get you out. I have to try to get you out. Because they're going to they're gonna, they're gonna do everything they can not to let you um, get out. That's all I'm saying. And, 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 and in some cases, I don't blame him because that's been his ammo since the 1970s, yeah. the late 1970s. Sue me, take yeah. me to court. That's his ammo, so he knows how the court system works. He knows those loopholes. And he knows those loopholes, mm-hmm. and, but, you know, one thing they talk about, and one thing the, his base, his camp, his, his followers, they're talking about the First Amendment, which is, freedom of speech Mm -hmm. this case is not about freedom of speech and what the what the judge is talking about is not about freedom of speech this case is about his actions he was involved in doing the fake electors he -hmm. was involved in that yeah he was involved in every single step of it his fingerprints all over everything. Everything, yeah, yeah. Nothing happens without him knowing. Nothing happens without him knowing, giving the opinion on it, um, all that. So this is about him 
threatening witnesses or or anybody intimidating witnesses that have something to do with this case. case. Yeah, with this case. So, although when you come after me, I'll come after you. Yeah. That's a broad statement. It can mean anybody, but everybody knows his ammo. See, and the the, the thing about the thing about him is he's he's dumb. Yeah. So your your track record from back in 2016 when you used to talk about every single person who didn't follow your regime yeah. or who didn't follow your orders, you used to talk about them the very next day. Yeah. And this happened not even 24 hours for him to talk about Jack Smith, to talk about uh, the other, the judge, talk about um, uh, Pence, you know, to talk about everybody. And yeah, whoever's involved, he's just running his, uh, running his mouth. See, the thing is, people don't, these people who follow him, they don't know him. They don't know the Trump from, like you say, the 1970s and all the things that he's done and all the fraud that he's committed with the with the stakes in the in the in the school and the uh, didn't he have a football team or some kind of sports team? Uh, I think he did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he had he had just about every business. Yeah, that you every can business think about. he can think of. It's he had it and it flopped. Atlantic City was the worst. Atlantic City, Atlantic City, a casino was one of the worst because he had so many contractors that he screwed. Mm, See, a lot of yeah, people, they and don't know like about you said, a, a lot of people don't know Who Donald Trump. Is. They they really gravitated to Donald Trump when in 2016 because they no, didn't you, really know you, him. You know when they got caught up with him when he was on The Apprentice. Well, yeah. Yeah, but you know. They didn't really you know, started like noticing Trump until 2016. Mm -hmm. But I did a paper on Trump back in, I think, early 90s, like 91, 92. Mm -hmm. I'm telling on myself when I say I did a paper. (laughs) You did a paper. paper. You did did a report. (laughs) I had to hand in the paper. Um, All the research I did in the libraries, all the articles I pulled up, all the clippings that I, I received during my report, it was so much I had to leave stuff out. Yeah. It was so much I had to consolidate on what I thought was a good, what would make a good a re- report. Yeah. Or paper in my case. Yeah, paper. But um, he was a disrespectful, condescending, awful father awful husband all as we know awful husband he he was just an awful businessman an awful boss he was just an awful person on just about every level you can think about Mm -hmm. he was an awful person he just didn't care and um he didn't care because he was getting away with being the way he it was it was one it was one article that a small business i think it was he was either tile or it was either tile or a, i think i know what you're talking about it was a he was a tile guy he had a business mm-hmm. and he he tiled 
some job for Trump. And when the job was over, Trump said, I don't like it. Say, for example, that the job, the entire job was for, uh, let's say, $25,000. Yeah. Let's say $50,000. The entire job was for $50,000. Contract. Contract in hand. Sign, sign. Boom. Contract. Once it was over, Trump said, I don't like it. I'll give you $25,000. Hey, but I got workers. I got that have families. I, I have pay. this. So not only that he tried to beat the small business owner, but the business owner remind him, hey, my workers have families. They have mortgages. They have rent. They have car payments. They have, you know, uh, child bills. daycare. They have bills. And he didn't give one crap about that. That's not me. I'm rich, so I don't. I don't care. So the Trump said, "Sue me," mm. and he knew the small business owner knew he couldn't do that. Number one, he didn't have the money. Number two, he didn't have the time, and the workers needed their money. So he decided to settle for the twenty-five thousand and just give the workers the money. And he didn't get nothing. He didn't get anything. And that's why Trump cannot win New Jersey or New York. Yeah. How 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 come you can't Can't win win your your own state? Home state. (laughs) So because everybody knows him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens with this case or whatever hearing on Friday. So if you all are following this, just tune in on Friday. So I have one more um, that I want to share with you guys. One more news report. A body was found in a barrel. Did you hear about this? No. A body was found in barrel identified as potential witness in case of Missouri man accused of holding woman in the basement. So the human remains found in a barrel in the Missouri River were identified last week as belonging to a woman considered a potential witness in the case against a Missouri man accused of holding a black woman hostage in his basement. During a Monday hearing seeking a bond increase for Timothy Haslett Jr., prosecutors said the woman found in the barrel, Janie Crosdale, was inside Haslett's Exler's Springs home before his arrest in October. The Clay County Prosecutor's Office did not provide further details, but said it presented the evidence to the court. You heard of this? Nope. Yeah, so apparently um, this man here was holding a uh, hold, yeah, holding a black woman hostage in his uh, basement. Um, in in Missouri woman in a dog collar says she escaped cap, uh, captivity at Missouri home you have to help me I've been raped I've been held captive the woman pleaded said a neighbor who responded to a knock on her front door so how, how would you respond to something like that yeah you just have to call a police yes like somebody I would say sit on the porch I'll sit on the porch. Yeah. I'll get that. I'll, I have to arm myself because I don't know what's going on. Yeah. And then I'll just call the police. 
Yeah, because you know nowadays you ain't coming in my. You're not gonna come in my house. Yeah. But at the same time, nobody's gonna come on that porch to get yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. A woman was held captive, raped, and assaulted for weeks in a Missouri home until she escaped last week, wearing a metal collar, and sought help from neighbors. A suspect. So this was another lady. This the same lady. This this the same lady. She was held hostage for weeks in the basement. Uh, Timothy Hassett Jr., 39, was arrested Friday and charged with first-degree rape, aggravated sexual offense, first-degree kidnapping, and second-degree assault, according to a complaint filed in Clay County Circuit Court. And this happened in 2022. And so they're just now going to, I guess, you know, the courts or whatever they're doing now. Now they done found... um, they done found remains in a barrel of the person who was a witness. So That's a crazy case. Yeah. Crazy yeah. case. Well, everyone, that completes the show for today. This is the rundown on everything that's going down around town and in the world. So be sure to tune in <coughs> weekly for our next rundown. Sorry about that. I'm clearing my throat <clears> loud and everything all in your ears. But thank you again, honey. I hope you can make the next show. This was fun. If you would like to um, have my honey on as a special guest, leave me a comment. (laughs) But anyway, everyone, thank you all for tuning in. I appreciate you. And if this is your first time tuning in, I provide topic discussions, rundowns on the news, talk about everything that everybody is thinking about. And I do the research for you so you don't have to. But I do recommend that you do your own due diligence and find out things on your own based on the subjects and the topics that we are discussing. All right. Well, thank you again. And you guys have a great day and a sunny week. Talk to you later.